Hey, welcome back to another episode of Moving On in Truth. I am your host, Erica, and in today's episode, I am going to be discussing what I talked to God about this morning, and it was like an aha moment. It was very, it made me feel better, made me feel at peace, because what I've been struggling with since 2013 is, and this is something I have never worried about. I grew up Catholic. I My mother was a Catholic woman, and I just knew that God was the place of peace, the place of safety. I just knew that he was an awesome God. That's all I knew. I mean, I've been to other churches, different religions, stuff like that, and all of these things, God is awesome. But when I enter into this ministry, with who I used to refer to as, I'm just going to say, uh, this certain pastor. I entered his ministry and he didn't teach love at all. He really, as soon as I started, he inf- like he implanted fear of the Lord in me. Now, the fear of the Lord is, is wisdom, okay? In, in Proverbs, that's knowledge, you know, that's fine, but he didn't teach that. No, he literally taught me to be afraid of God, like literally. So meaning now I live my life where I'm, it's like I'm negative 24 seven because I'm constantly afraid that for one moment, if I'm finally getting the happiness I deserve or getting that blessing from God that like, say I'm healthy and I start to lose weight. I'm going to be in fear. Well, I guess you can say anxiety is not necessarily fear because fear and anxiety is two different things. Fear is what's happening at the moment. Anxiety is like worrying about what has not come yet. So I'm expecting things. And he basically made me feel as if if I'm in a good situation and I'm doing great, like especially with my health. I'm literally expecting right behind like, oh God, like maybe I'm going to have cancer or maybe I have like this hidden illness or like, you know, I'm just like freaking out about things. Like maybe my Crohn's is like acting up and I don't know, maybe I have inflammation in my body and I don't even know it. You know, my mind will go everywhere, whichever way. And it was all because of the ministry I was in. I learned this morning from God this information and it was like, aha, like, oh, thank you, Lord. Finally, I am getting closure to a situation that has that has been like setting me back for a very long time. I want to get to a place where I'm no longer having anxiety and worrying. I'm like worrying all the time about the bad things that are going to come if I'm having good situations like I refuse to believe that God is a mean God all the time. Like, he's not mean. We take truth as being mean. I like when people are honest to me. And God will chastise you if you've been bad, okay? So just know, if you're a follower of Christ, you will be chastised when you do wrong. So... That's fine. But if I'm not doing any wrong and I'm really fighting to do good and be right with the Lord, 
I can't imagine God like, well, here, I'm going to give you this gift, but tomorrow I'm going to chastise you just because. Like, no, I, I don't believe that I'm going to be suffering 24-7. When I was uh, thinking about Jesus and how he lived in the Gospels, the Gospels really just talked about him when he was in his 30s. And I would say maybe the first, like from what age 33 and maybe 34, 35, I'm not sure. But it didn't talk about Jesus long enough. For me to think that he had a heart, because look, these ministries, especially especially the apostolic, they tend to go straight to literally taking the Bible literally for what it is. You can do that because that's there's parts in there where it's literal, and then there's parts in there where it's not. You know, Jesus spoke metaphorically, but the apostolic church tends to that I've experienced tends to say things like. Um, Jesus suffered. You have to walk, like, uh, carry your, your cross because he carried his. Like, yes, yes, the Lord definitely said those things. But I'm not, I don't believe that it is a 24-7 thing. This pastor literally put in me that when you follow, when you decide to believe in our Lord Jesus Christ and you decide to worship him and follow him faithfully that you will suffer because he suffered. First of all, we only know he suffered during the Calvary. He had people hating on him and dissing him, but I didn't see him suffering. He probably suffered from being frustrated because people was probably getting on his nerves. But I didn't see suffering. I saw the normal life of how we live now. I see the different trials and tribulations. And these trials and tribulations are more so minor things. It has things to do with our attitude and how we carry ourselves. How to be respectful and how to still love and care for people even if they're being mean to you. That's what I was getting from Jesus and his life, his walk. And then, of course, he died on Calvary. So that part, that's the suffering I see, the only suffering I see. And he did that one time. So why is it that the apostolic church or this pastor felt that it's very much necessary to install unnecessary fear in people? To drive them to have anxiety. To make God look as if he's just this uh, mean God. You know, like he's just like, well, you're going to suffer the whole time. And I know it's because that, you know, and through the Bible, he'll say you'll suffer in my, for my name and, you know, in my name and all this stuff. And following me, you'll suffer. Jesus does, or it is spoke about in the Bible. Yes, and Paul suffered for sure. But Paul was reaping what he sowed. God used him. You're going to reap what you sow. Peter, he suffered, but from what I read, he didn't suffer much. He had a suffering. He late. I mean, come on now. You reap what you sow. He just sat there and neglected Jesus when he was uh, being uh, crucified. Like, bro, you couldn't stand tall with him because you said you wouldn't deny him, but you definitely did. So therefore you lied. And that's something that God don't like. So you're getting chastised. So don't expect for things to be all merry when it's not going to be when you're doing bad things. You're going to reap what you sow eventually. So that's just what it is. So I'm just like, wow, thank you so much, God, because 
I'm tired of being afraid all the time. It's so frustrating. And it's very therapeutic to have a conversation with God. It really is. Especially when you're by yourself. Like, just have a full conversation just like I'm conversating right now on this podcast. You know, this episode and the other ones. You know, it's just, it's very therapeutic. It's relaxing. Having a relationship with God in that way makes it even more real. And I'm so happy that God put that on my mind this morning. Because all I did was ask questions. You know, I asked the Lord, why am I like this? Help me. Strengthen me through these hard times. Help me get through. Help me uh, be a better person as far as my attitude. Help me rebuild my marriage in your name. You know, even the, I'm going to tell you another thing. This pastor had installed in me that, um, so this is funny. They say in every, so it say in your household, want to be, uh, it's in the Bible, like one in your household, like it was an example It was like a metaphor in a sense. So that in a household, at least one is going to be like a Judas. Like one will be the devil. You know what I'm saying? Like one will have a bad spirit amongst you and your household. That don't make sense to me. For this pastor to say, well, because I was going through some things, of course, with my husband. And, you know, it's my two kids and my husband and myself. It's four of us in this household. He said, well, one of them is going to be, you know, the devil in the house. The Lord said that. No, I don't think the Lord meant it literally in your house. Because what if I was single, had no kids, and it was just me? And I had no family. I had no friends. I was just by myself. What I'm going to do? Have split personalities and one of myself is going to be a devil? My imaginary friends is going to be a devil? See, when people... And then I could never get a chance to even speak my mind to say what I need to say because I had to take a pause y'all because (laughs) that is like it's frustrating because to not have a voice in in a church when you know that it's all opinionated it's all of the flesh from the pastor like some of these pastors do things from their personal experience and what they're going through at the moment. Like he is very stubborn, naive. Um, he just doesn't care if it's not his way. It's the highway. You know, I don't, I don't like that type of stuff. Let the Lord literally lead the ministry. And the, before we fell out, when I finally decided no more, I'm done because I finally spoke my mind. Like, it was traumatizing. It was very stressful. And y'all, I just kind of forgot my thought. Like, I'm not supposed to be revisiting it. I was supposed to be like, the Lord kept, oh, that's what it was. The Lord kept putting this on me over and over and over again that I need to speak up and speak loud and proud. And, you know, not be afraid to speak what God has given me on my heart. And truth, basically. Because people would try to avoid the truth. And that's one thing I noticed that this pastor was very much doing. So I was able to speak my truth and, you know, that the Lord gave me. And he like he did not like it. He did not like it at all because I had critiqued him on the baptism and how he should um, 
go about the ministry. He should not meet a new person coming into the ministry for the first time and say, have you been baptized in Jesus name? Oh, you have not? Well, I'm going to need you to get baptized again because you were baptized wrong. Like, you don't do that. That's wrong. How do you know? Because at the end of the day, I clearly remember reading that Yeshua, number one, is his name. Okay? In Hebrew, when they were taught, when, when Jesus was alive, he was called Yeshua. And the only reason why we call Jesus that Yeshua Jesus is because Yeshua in English means Joshua. It does not mean Jesus in English, but in the Greek form of Joshua, Joshua means Jesus in the Greek form. So that's where they got the Jesus from. So either way, it's still his name, but or however you want to call them. But at the end of the day, I know that my name is Erica. And if there's different ways to say my name in different languages, that's not my name. That is not the name that I was given. When I go to different countries, they specifically say Erica. It may have a little tang, a little twist, a little accent here and there. But it's Erica. Yep. It could be Erica, Erica. It's going to sound like Erica. Okay? It's going to sound like it. It's not Eureka, it's Erica. So I just, you know, I go through back and forth. I always refer, refer to the Lord as Yeshua. I refer to the Lord as Jesus. Either way, he know who I'm talking about. But I thought that was very interesting for the Lord to also put that on my heart to clarify things. Because to say that they're being baptized wrong is out of order. And then I recently found out that the reason why he was speaking to the Jews like Peter, uh, at the, in, during uh, Acts chapter 2, he was speaking to the Jews because they refused. They refused to believe that Jesus was the Son of God. So that's why they had to be baptized in the name of Jesus because they believed in the Holy Spirit and they believed in the Father. But they did not believe in Jesus as the Son. So when Paul goes around baptizing people, the Gentiles, you know, stuff like that. The Gentiles don't know the father. They don't know the son and they don't know the Holy spirit. So therefore they start saying you have to be baptized in the name of the father, the son and the Holy spirit. So it's not wrong. So it's very much disrespectful. And then as far as being dipped in the water and whole, come on now, the water is just symbolic. This flesh going into water does not purify our flesh. We still can't go to heaven in this body. Y'all, this podcast this episode I got deep. I don't even remember. What <laughs> Look, I, I said among, whatever I said at the beginning. That's just what it is. But it's gotten deep. Oh, excuse me, y'all. I'm a little, um, I had an allergic reaction. I had to take a Benadryl. So, yeah. So it's very disrespectful to say such a thing. So I tried to like respectfully correct him he didn't like it and he started to pick with me like he usually do and I said nope and then that's when I went ahead and decided that I was done and I was gonna say one last thing and that was he in front of everybody I said and it's not right to tell me 
to not speak my truth. You told me not to tell somebody about you uh, about my personal business that has you in it. One of my testimonies involved him and he didn't want his new wife knowing or anything like that. So I definitely made that very clear. And then that made his wife want to contact me. But see, when you have secrets and stuff, stuff don't work out for you. And he always wonder why nobody stay. Well, I'm never coming back. Mm-mm. I won't go back. I can't go back to the way things used to be. Mm-mm-mm. I cannot... And I will not. That's just not about to happen anymore. Because the, uh, the Lord gave me at that time as well, constantly, the image and like the, the visual that I would visualize about when um, Sodom and Gomorrah happened when Lot's wife, when, he, when Lot was told that they should not turn around and they should continue forward, she turned around and turned into a pillar of salt. Well, I'm trying to stay forward. I don't want to be turned into a pillar of salt. I don't want to be chastised for not listening. I just want to move forward. So it feels good to not no longer be in that ministry and to have the Lord guide me in the right path. I love churches that are like, that like to talk about like the peace part of God, the happiness part of God. You know, they touch on the wrath of God, yes, but they're not out there doing what some of these apostolic churches I've in, I've experienced are doing. They're not out there telling you um, to pay your tithes and forcing you and making it an auction. They're not doing that. Mm-mm. They're not out here telling you that the Lord is going to uh, punish you uh, if you follow him, that, you know, he's negative, like, don't don't make the Lord come off negative. He is not negative. There is no way darkness and light can mix. And if you're trying to say that the Lord is negative, then he ain't light. But he is light. So don't try to confuse people. And these churches wonder why people become atheists or they don't want to be bothered with the church or they want to leave the ministries. And uh, Lord, fix it. Lord, Bring a light to these pastors. It's a lot going on. And it all has become money. Uh, it's been based on money lately. I've noticed that. They decided to make it a full-time job to be a pastor. And they're like, well, we got bills to pay. So let's force these tithings and offerings on people. Let's have cookouts at the church. No. Didn't Jesus go into the synagogue and tore it up because they was in there gambling and doing all type of stuff? He was upset doing that in his father's home, like his sanctuary. Like, why would you do that? It's total disrespect. So it's the same thing happening at some of these churches. Uh, for instance, uh, there's a church here called Crossroads. I like the church. It's nice and all. But stop doing the events at the church. Cut it out. Don't use the church. If you want a church to fit a whole bunch of people, have a building just for people, for worship only, because that's what they used to do back then in Jesus' time. Prayer, it was worshiping together, just us, just the people, just the church, because the people are the church. That's it. We could do it outside. But keep the festivities, the food, all that stuff, the distractions. Don't even tell nobody about, make it a whole different day. 
and don't have it at that place of worship and purity. Have it at a different venue or create your own venue. See, I felt like Crossroads could have made their facility smaller and then had another facility, you know, for uh, for get-togethers and food and all this stuff. That's You could do that later. But not at the place where I'll worship in it. Mm-mm. It's a huge distraction. So, um, it's just a lot going on when it comes to the churches nowadays. And But like I said, I still like Crossroads. I think it's a wonderful place of peace and, you know, there's truth there. But the ministry I came from, I'm so embarrassed to say that I was taught to judge. And I, oh, I hate that part. I do not like judging anyone. That's this. It's just nasty and disrespectful. I'm only going to judge the brothers and sisters in the Lord that are doing things they should not be doing. I'm going to basically tell them, you ain't supposed to be doing that. You need to stop or you're going to get in trouble by the Lord. That's it. And then I can help guide them into a better way to go about things, to do things, fix their situation, stuff like that. But I'm not about to be out here judging the unbelievers or looking at somebody for their sexuality or their gender preference. All that. I'm not about to judge. I'm not about to judge them. They be who they want to be. That's between them, themselves and God. That's it. It has nothing to do with me. Not at all. I must love all people, all, good, bad, all of them. It don't matter. And I definitely have to love myself. So I'm definitely going to have to run back and laugh at this episode because I definitely don't know what I started off talking about. Oh, it was my journal. So I think I'm all right. (laughs) Yeah, don't judge me. Look. I'm turning 36, and I'm a mother of two, and one is autistic, and she drive me cray-cray, okay? I go crazy, but in happiness. We just had some fun a moment ago. We were playing games, um, and I was uh, I held, uh, held them a, a, a golf tournament, so that was hilarious. That was really funny. Even I played myself, and it was the longest. <laughs> It was the longest tournament ever, but it was a lot of fun. We had a really good day so far. It's not over. Hopefully, this Benadryl don't have me all knocked out because I am trying to stay up. But I really appreciate you guys listening to this episode. I'm going to have to think about what I'm going to call it, but I'm excited. And I definitely want to start talking about, like, I'm... I really want to talk about body image because that's something I suffer with. So hopefully in the next episode, that's what I'll be talking about. Well, you guys have a wonderful day. All right. Bye.